If your job is on life support, you need the job doctor. My brain is a walking database of thousands of case studies on how careers rise and fall. I'll help you diagnose what's really going on. It's the guidance you need to get back on track from someone who's been there. You can make the money you always wanted to make, doing the type of work you have always wanted to do. You may just need a little help from the job doctor. Hello, everybody. This is the job doctor. The doctor is in. Today, we get to talk about something I call job stacking. I actually think I made up that term, but it makes sense to me. This is when somebody is doing two jobs full time at once, being paid for both. And it's happening all the time. And I, my head was in the sand on this until I did a post on TikTok and it blew me away. Carmen is going to be our first guest. She is job stacking. And let's learn a little bit about what that looks like and what that means. Carmen, tell me a little bit about yourself and what brings you to our show today. Okay. Um, my name is Carmen. I uh, kind of got into HR within the last couple of years. I started doing recruiting. Uh, prior to that, I worked in mental health intake um, down in uh, South Georgia area. Mm-hmm. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I have a lot of animals and I just enjoy kind of trying to keep everything balanced. That's great. So lots of jobs. You're very uh, millennial then in that regard. You've done lots of things. (laughs) I actually think mental health and HR is a nice pairing. Tell me, tell me what brings you to us today. What kind of question do you have for me? Um, I think uh, what kind of brought me in is you had mentioned that some managers seem to have issues with people having multiple jobs. And I'm always a little confused by that, especially if I'm able to balance both and provide the level of service necessary to both companies. I guess I don't see what the challenge is. And maybe because I'm in this situation, it's a little harder for me to see. So I'm just trying to get some outside perspective. Oh, I love this topic because it's so controversial. I myself am trying to figure this out as well. Let me give people just some background. I did a post on TikTok and I said, you know, there's people that are having their job stacking. They're doing more than one full-time job at the same time. And I'm hearing about this from CTOs of companies saying this is a real problem for us. Now, typically your CTO is going to be maybe a Gen X or a boomer. And what I'm hearing from all my TikTok people, the younger ones, at least millennial and Gen Z, including managers, by the way, they're saying, I don't see a problem with that. And it's blowing my mind, to be honest, because here's what I think a company thinks like. A company says, I hired you full-time to do this job for me. And while you may be on salary and you're paid to do the job, I still expect that you work for me during these hours. In fact, most employee handbooks would say, these are the hours that you need to work for me. And if you get more efficient at doing the work, that's great because that's what we're about. If you can speed up how you do things, I still basically get you for that eight-hour period. But what I'm hearing from a younger generation is, no, you're paying me for the job. You're not paying me for my time. And therefore, if it takes me one hour to do the job, that's an extreme example, then I can take on as many jobs as I want. So first, before we even go deeper, tell me what your perspective is on it. I think I kind of see it more the second way. I look at it... um, My initial job was doing mental health intake. I did that for uh, on and off about 10 years or so. And there, 
is just not always 40 hours worth of work to do in a week. Um, when we hit the pandemic and we started going remote, it allowed me to see that I could uh, fit other things within that time frame. I will say I didn't go looking for a second job. It kind of fell into my lap. And since I had a lot of flexibility with my first position, I was able to fit in that second position. And then it just kind of expanded from there. Um, so I really do feel, like you said, as long as I'm doing the work, as long as everybody is getting what they're paying me to do, I guess I kind of look at it, are you paying me for the job or are you paying me for attendance? Are you paying me to provide you with work or are you paying me to be at my desk? And that's kind of, I guess, where we don't see eye to eye on that. That is the that is the question, honestly. That is the question that is brewing. And I think the recession or whatever anybody wants to call it is making it that much worse because people can't pay their bills. And so people do need to take on more than one job. Tell me this. I, I want to really understand this better. If you are needed at both, because both are full-time jobs, and I assume, are your companies assuming that you're working during like traditional eight to five kind of hours for both jobs? Um, with my HR position, I work eight to five. That is kind of standard. Uh, I'm on call prior to that. If anybody needs me, they can reach me. Mm-hmm. With my second position, it is more nine to five. But again, if somebody needs me outside of that time, I'm expected to pick up the phone. What happens when both of them need you at once. How does that play out? Has that happened very often? Honestly, in the last couple of years, it has been very rare that I've run into that conflict. I think there have been a couple of times where I may have been in a meeting. Um, Typically, it's more with my HR position. I may be in a meeting and especially my boss and my other job since I work closely with both the intake of the agency as well as managing his schedule, he may call me with an immediate question that he's answering. And I know for me, I've been very transparent with both of my jobs. Mm -hmm. So there have been very limited times where I've had to say, hey, I need to step out and take this call. Or I'll text him and be like, you know, hey, I'll hit you back in a minute. Or can you send me an email of what you need? So I, I guess I've just been really lucky in not having to have a lot of those. I need to be an A and B at the same time mm-hmm. um, situations. So a few more questions, because again, I'm so fascinated by this. How many hours would you say that you're working? You have two jobs that are supposed to, in theory, be eight hours each, so 16 hours a day. How mm-hmm. many hours a day are you able to get both jobs done in? Um, typically, a workday starts around 7 a.m., if it is an office day, a lot of the time is spent commuting to my HR position. My HR position is about an hour from my home. Uh, my second job is fully remote. Um, that is part of the agreement that we've come to. So I start around 7 o'clock. I get my emails sorted out. I uh, do my list on what I need to accomplish that day for both jobs. And I usually clock out somewhere between... I would say six and seven. So so let's be generous. 12 hours then, 11 or 12 hours a day. And your employer is expecting collectively 16 hours a day. 
Mm-hmm. Here is what, and I'm not making any judgment whatsoever because I don't know the right answer on this. I can simply provide what I think the different perspectives are. Does your company know that you ha- are job stacking? Yes. They do know that you have two full-time jobs at once yes, on top of each other. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well, you are definitely then part of a very modern workforce. My feeling is that we are moving into something that is going to look like this on a more permanent level. First of all, it's mm-hmm. how it's how people can make ends meet. Companies are going to revolt against it. They don't like it for the most part. And it's because they want your full eight hours, typically, not you personally, mm-hmm. but typically they want your full eight hours. And if you somehow finish the work sooner, like this other job where you say it's really not a full-time job, they want to fill it with time, fill it with other things. So the company Mm -hmm. can be profitable because companies are really struggling to be profitable. And there is a general kind of feeling among senior leadership that remote workers, while it isn't going to go away, it poses some problems with productivity sometimes, generally more often than not, because nothing is an absolute. So it is just really interesting. And what I find is that the managers that are millennial Mm-hmm. are totally fine with this this job stacking. And Xers and boomers generally are mortified. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And in fact, I hope our, our listeners weigh in because I am just wanting to learn so much more about this. But what companies are doing who don't who don't give permission, you have permission. Mm-hmm. So you have you have created a safe space to do this, which is bravo to you. I take my hat off to you that your company is aware and okay with it. But many companies are starting to monitor people's email traffic and when they're logged Mm -hmm. in and when they're Mm -hmm. not. And I helped a woman the other day who's in the middle of a massive lawsuit with her company because she was doing two jobs at once and they said, you're fired. And so now the company is suing, she's suing the company saying, you can't do that. And they're saying, oh yes, I can. You weren't working for me. You were cheating me out of money. So I don't know where it's all going to fall, but boy, is that interesting. At least for me, I wanted to be transparent up front. I didn't want to get to the point of kind of that. I never wanted to have that conversation of, well, you know, what are you really doing with your time? Um, it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been, I know, especially at my intake job, it's not their favorite part of my day. It's not something that they would, if if they really that's the one I, I kind of worry about. I, I do focus a lot of attention, making sure that one is tip top shape, uh, both because of my commitment to what I do, but also because I know they're giving me a lot of leverage with that, a lot of leeway, and I don't want to disappoint them. Uh, my When I got into HR, they I came in with a full-time job. They understand. They just expect me to do the work. So I think I just worry a little more about the other side because Mm -hmm. I didn't start remote. Mm -hmm. I didn't start with two jobs. They expect, and it's it's a lot of expectation. It's intake, it's scheduling, it's, you know, managing the CEO's schedule. So it's, it's a heavy weight and I'm trying to keep it all balanced. Yeah. That's it. It would be difficult to try and juggle the two jobs at once, but income wise, it probably saves you. If you only could take one of those jobs, you'd cut your income probably in half, right? Well, that on top of 
A big factor in it is my husband actually works at the company where I do the HR. Mm -hmm. So it allows us to cut our transportation costs. We don't have to maintain two cars anymore. Uh, We commute at the same time. And since the commute is kind of long, we're able to spend, you know, our quality time during our car rides. So I would lose out both on the income and and also the time with him. If your company came to you and said, you can't do this anymore, you can only pick one, would you quit? Um, I know which one I would quit. So, okay. All right. You know which one you would pick. Here's what's, yeah. here's something that I find interesting because I, what I'm finding is tech and bigger companies are saying, no way, no way, no way, no mm-hmm. how is this going to happen on my watch because we have too much to do to make up for the last several years. We really have to get lean as a company. And so they're not mm-hmm. very happy with this idea. But the argument that I'm hearing with people who are proponents of it, they say, hang on, the CEO or the executives are meeting with outside people they're meeting with press or they're meeting with, you know, investors or they're, they're doing personal things sometimes. They're going on, you know, they speak sometimes. And that isn't technically a part of their job. And yet we don't even blink when that happens. So in a sense, they're, they're doing it a little bit already. And it's a double standard. How do you feel about that? Oh, well, the irony is I work in tech. Uh, my, my HR job is in security tech. And I could see the I could see that argument. I I think it's a little different in my circumstance because our CEO, when he started the company, he started at the bottom. He's done all the jobs, and he's kind of really deep in there with with tech. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't do too much of the outside stuff. We have other people who do all those meetings and sales and. And networking, he really is, you know, super involved on the tech side. But I could see, I could see how that would be. I don't know if I would say it's a good counter argument because at the end of the day, the CEO is still their company. They can do, you know, Mm -hmm. they can do what they want. So I can't really look at anything I'm doing and be like, well, you get to do this. So why can't I? It's it's his company, you know, I guess one of the perks of ownership. Well, I think for listeners, here's the advice that I would give people in this Mm -hmm. situation. Number one, be transparent with your company if you're going to job stack. Number two, make sure you've read your employee handbook because Mm -hmm. many employee handbooks are very, very clear. And you sign when you, when you sign onto a company, you have to sign off that you read the employee handbook. And there's usually a section in there that says, these are the hours we expect you to work and we expect you to put in this time. Even if you're a salaried employee, which is paid by the job, not by the hour, companies can dictate some things. And so if you're not transparent, you could get into trouble. You could get fired, in theory, from your company for doing this. And I would also warn people that they are looking at your computer. They just are. Mm -hmm. I was in HR. You may know this too. In HR, we were always looking for pornography. We were looking for when people were logged in and logged out, if they were lying on their time card, uh, expenses, and they had no idea this was happening. But again, they signed it off when you sign off in your employee handbook. So know that your company has the ability and they probably are looking at that. Mm -hmm. That would be my advice. And other than that, I say, 
bravo to you, hats off that you have been able to do that and help your family in that way. And I would just say, I don't know where it's going to all lead when all is said and done, but I'd be willing to bet if we fast forward a decade, we pay people for the job and companies are going to be much more inclined to do project or job-based work than they are expect people to give them a certain amount of hours. That's my hot take on it. Yes, ma'am. Sounds great. I, I, I can see that. I think I fully agree. Okay. Well, is there anything else that I can help you with today? Um, I think that kind of put the, uh, put the bow in the box for me. I think I'm good. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing. I have really wanted to talk to somebody who's doing this and I appreciate your candor because I think it's very useful information for the listeners. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This idea of job stacking, I think, is going to be a big conversation topic over the next few months because it is so controversial. Let me just be clear on what a company generally expects. There are no absolutes anymore. But a company generally says, I'm paying for you for a period of time to do a certain job. And if you get better at what you're doing and more efficient, then I'm going to give you more things to do. That is how a company makes money or makes more profit. And when we move into a structure where we're just paying for the job itself, it's harder for companies to move the needle on profit more. So that's the pushback that I see from a company. But for an individual, this is a very practical way to bring more money in without destroying your work-life balance, particularly if you can pull it off. I think the problem's going to be that companies have to get better and better at saying, here's what I expect in this section of time or for this job, this is what I expect you to do. And because they're going to want to pad a little bit, if they think it's anything less than full-time, so this doesn't happen, it will be interesting. It could make the adversarial nature of the relationship between the employee and the employer even worse than it is today because it is a little bit on edge right now. So interesting topic. If you like my podcast, you will absolutely love my book. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success, Navigating Pay, Promotions, and Power at Work. I wrote it because I could see that people didn't understand why some people got ahead and some people's career stayed stagnant. So if you're interested in building a more frictionless career path for yourself and having a better experience with work, this is a book that you need to have. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success. You can buy it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or go to my website at thejobdoctor.com.